You are listening to a Strange and Beautiful Network Classics Collection episode. This episode was originally released under our parent podcast, Strange and Beautiful Book Club. to myself about why it took me why it why it's so hard for me to absorb these this book like I like the characters I like what's happening I like the plot I'm like is it the narrator do I not like listening to this man's voice because you know how we've mentioned that we don't yeah I love everybody but I I prefer to listen Two female voices. Yeah. I'm not sure because I've read it and I've listened to it. And the first time I read it through, I honestly didn't know exactly what was happening. But I wasn't okay. really invested in what was happening. I just wanted to see how it all worked out for all the characters. Okay. So I wasn't like, okay, so was Target sex system <laughs> the bad guy? Yeah, and or that was... might be what it is. It's just hard. If you're not really familiar, I feel like I need a... um. Like a, what's the right word for it? Like a, a lot at a, a spreadsheet in front of me of what everything is. Oh, a glossary. Yeah, a yeah. glossary. Yeah. Or I was gonna say, what are the things on the map called? Oh, a key. A key. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Something like that, so that when they say a decoder ring. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so when they're like target sec unit, target control system. Yeah. Target. Target. <laughs> and by the end, she's got so much going on. You have eight new characters from Art's crew. You have Amena, Arada, Oversay, and Tiago. Right. And then we have Murderbot, Murderbot 2.0. Three. Other, yeah, three. Other sec unit. Art. And whatever. And then a plethora of other. And then bad guys. And so, right. And they are all having independent storylines. All of them are kind of moving towards the same location, kind of. We've had a lot of intense questions for the last 90% of the book. And in the next 5%, all of our questions get answered. But it's in the middle of another huge thing that's happening. Of an happening. action sequence. Yeah. That is not... It takes a lot of energy to understand them for yeah. me. And yeah. I'm I'm sure that not everyone's experiences like that. But I've always I always kind of read through action sequences really slowly anyways because I really want to picture it. Yeah. So I'm always like, okay, this is what's happening. Meanwhile, movie brain over here. <laughs> <laughs> it got not tricky. to mention Rachel's reading speed. <laughs> Every pod forever. <laughs> Uh, but we, we just get so much going on. And I think that's what it is. And she has slowly built us up anxiety-wise mm -hmm. and just movement-wise and plot complexity-wise 
we were like the frog in the pot at the very beginning and the water has slowly come to a boil and this is the part where everything's boiling and shit's on fire and you really can't figure out so much has happened and you don't know how you got here and you really have to go back and read and be like okay I kind of know how this is supposed to end so now I can be like I can I can reverse engineer this plot line right and I don't think it makes the book a bad book because part of that all the complexity making you feel anxious is exactly what she wants. Right. She wants you to feel overwhelmed like Sekun is overwhelmed. Right. And, yeah, she does a great job of that. I think my favorite thing about this book is the emotional development, of course. Yeah. And watching him do the have to hang out with a teenager, just him and her, and, like, taking... I think the chapter where we get the kind of like the flashback. Yeah. Yes. After we've started off with this intense action scene, the book basically opens with him swimming underwater. Yes. And he's like literally curmudgeon in his typical curmudgeon. I'm having to save the day again. Because nobody listens to me. And now I'm shot and I'm in the water. And Tiago is very like, I'm going to save everybody. We can just talk through everything. And he's. He's like, no, that's just not how it works. He's like, I told you these ones are bad ones. He's yeah. like, well, we didn't know that. He's like, no, but I knew that. Yeah, and he's right. <laughs> I did know that. And so he has to once again go into superhero mode and save the day. And then they hubbercraft away. Yeah. So, yeah, I watching him go through this, watching him grieve, watching him be upset, watching him, yes. um, watching him and Art fight. <laughs> Watching them have a child together. I love the line that I think it's Rati has where he says, anyone who believes machine intelligences don't have emotion should be in this really uncomfortable room right now. Yeah. When Murderbot and Art are just yelling at each other. Right. Art is trying to communicate and Murderbot is like, no, fuck you. No, fuck you. And no. and they're like counseling him. Yeah. And they're like, Murderbot, it's okay. Listen to what he has to say. He's like, I don't fucking care what he has to say. Yeah, he's so mad. Even after he comes back, because he, I I mean, you know, he feels, like, betrayed a little bit. He's like, well, why? Yeah. That was one of the things I was kind of proud of. I was like, dude, he just came to pick you up because you're probably the only person. He needs you for something. He just doesn't like that it potentially endangered his, his client. And that yeah. art is like, that was a risk I was willing to take. Right. And murder Because <laughs> art's like, an asshole. Uh, how about if I said that to you and art? Yeah, he just doesn't answer questions like that. But that's probably one of my favorite sections of the novel is right after. So they they hovercraft away. Right. They connect to the space station that's waiting for them. And they head to the wormhole. And after they come out of the wormhole in preservation space, they get attacked. And Murderbot and Amena end up on Art. But mm-hmm. it's Art's body because Art's not in it. And my favorite section is this little chunk where it's just Murderbot and Amena, and Murderbot is trying his hardest to just keep her safe while absolutely devastated that Art is gone. And she can tell. Yeah. And he thinks that no one can – people are starting to read him, and yeah. they can see, and and she's like, what's wrong? He's, he's like, no, like, I'm holding this together perfectly. <laughs> I am just yeah. fine. And she's meanwhile, she's like, are you okay? Do you, I know you don't eat, but like, can I get you something? <laughs> Do you need a nap? <laughs> Do you yeah. need something? Yeah. 
Yeah, right after he asks the target what happened to the bot pilot, and the the one target says, "Oh, we deleted him," and then he grabs their weapon and, and kills like, them. Yes, uses their like a hole in their abdomen to slam them on the. And he's like, "Well, that was satisfying. I think I'll do it again." Yep. <laughs> and he's like, "The good thing about having all this complexity in my brain is I can have a complete emotional breakdown while still performing my duties." And then later he says. You know that thing where humans can lie to themselves and they they know they're lying to themselves, but they don't want to admit they're lying to themselves? Well, sec units can do that too. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah, and I really like um, Amina and his relationship. I, I think, I'm not going to lie, the Coachella chapter is probably one of my favorites. They're at this, like, festival in, you know, preservation is this very, like, open, free-loving space and world, and they have this basically like a Coachella where yeah. there's tons of film and music and dancing. Like and a just, cultural festival. Right. And um, somebody, some some, some creep, dude, yeah, yeah, tricks her into following along, and he just, like, that's why I said he he Uncle Bucked her. <laughs> it definitely does. It definitely does. Because then Uncle yeah. Buck Uncle Buck comes in and like saves the day when she's about to be like essayed. Yeah. So, you know, that's how I was like, oh, he just Uncle Bucked her. Yeah. <laughs> and because, she's pissed at first. Right. Thinks she can handle it. And then as she goes along with them, her feelings towards him and her like her care and you know they, she's just like a mom. Like, yeah. she cares about him. She loves him. She doesn't want to get him hurt. They're friends. Yeah. And he's just this, like, curmudgeon old sec unit. Yeah. Hard Who absolutely loves her, but doesn't know how to say that. Right. Doesn't know how to feel that. Right. Yep. Yeah. So when they are finally on the ship and he does get hurt, you know, she loses her mind. Yeah, because he, he brings Art back, but at great personal cost. Yep. And she's really upset. And he's like, well, you know, she'd never seen me like this. Although this happens to me pretty frequently, <laughs> which it kind of does. Yeah. Yeah. Can you kind of, I'm going to ask you several times to walk me through what was actually happening. How did he find art? Well, he started taking down the enemy intelligence that was on art. He created like a dns attack or the denial of service attack or whatever where you just spam with pings until something collapses um people use it now to take down websites and stuff but he okay. he uses that to take down that that system and as it starts to fail more and more of of art's automated systems come back on so there was a message that art had sent but it had been caught like in the queue and so when that control system started to go down, it got through. And so it pinged that, um, it pinged his little communication device of arts that he has in his rib. And it's just a file called Eden. Yeah, which and is his name from so, the previous books. Yeah. Right. So he has to like reverse engineer. It's so just a chunk of an episode from Time Hoppers that says, I'm trapped in my own body. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, okay. All right, so maybe he's trapped, and there, there must be some. He must be saved somewhere around here, and so he—that's how he gets onto the control deck, um, which is when he gets the most damaged. He has to fight his way to the like main controls, and then he finds a file, a, like a suspiciously large file, in like a backup storage, in in RAM somewhere, and he when he opens it, it has a password, 
and the password is his name, but he doesn't have like a name to art. They communicate in machine language. So he uses his like machine ID tag and that opens it. And that is art. And art just reinitializes on his own systems. Yeah, art's super smart. Yeah. Yep. And he is both happy and mad. Pissed, pissed yeah. to have art back. Yeah, he's definitely in that. <clears throat> have you ever gone through a phase of your life where you have so many big feelings, but they only come out as anger? Now, I don't know if everyone goes through that, but I certainly have. And so <laughs> I relate to him a lot when he is just mad. All Everything is so frustrating and annoying and such a big emotion, and he doesn't know how to manage it, so he's just pissed off yeah. constantly. Which he says. Yeah. Like, like maybe I'm angry all the time. Yeah, because, I mean, he just doesn't know. How, that's how certain three-year-olds that we know, mm. I feel like that's how he feels sometimes where, yeah. you know, you're just like, what do I do with these big feelings? I'm just, I feel so much. Yeah. Um, But Art comes back and they get into it immediately. And so these, you know, our team is just watching them like. It's basically like this back and forth and they're just like watching this thing happen and they're like, wait a minute, are they, do they have a relationship? Are they yeah. friends? Yeah. And they call it a relationship and Murderbot is pissed. Because he in- immediately thinks that they mean some sort of like sexually intimate relationship. Yeah. He's like, uh, no. And then, <laughs> I mean, it's like, wait, can that happen? <laughs> I know. And he's like, no, maybe, Yes. I don't want to talk about it. No, it definitely can. He's like, no, it definitely cannot. (laughs) No. And then when she calls it, like, so then they decide. So then what happens? They realize that there's this planet where there's potential alien remnant. Yeah. Uh, Well, and there's two factions. Art blackmails them into helping him get his crew back. Right. He's, it is like, you know what? I would love to help you. But I need you to help me first. And they end up contacting that corporation rim ship that's just floating around out there waiting for rescue because their warp drive or whatever is broken. <laughs> is broken. And that's when Sec Unit and Arata go on the other ship or Oversay, one of them, goes over on the other ship to like negotiate and try to get information because they don't know what's happened. They don't know what happened to Art, and they've got to figure out what happened to Art in order to find his crew. And that's when <clears throat> they end up getting, like, held hostage. <laughs> and Murderbot, Murderbot's like, yeah, that's not it's not happening. I control your sex system. I control everything that's happening. Um, I've already shut every door except on the path back to our ship, so we'll be leaving now. <laughs> <laughs> and the other commander is just like, sorry, I was just trying to get a better deal. You understand. And they're like, God, I fucking hate the corporation room. Right. Because yeah. they're always just trying to be every get as much as possible. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely a the undertones of capitalism versus socialism in these books is like very real. And just what like undertone. It's just the whole It's like thing. yeah. Right. It isn't an undertone. It's it's the plot. It's it's the plot. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. Because that we find out art's actual function. Yeah. Which go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> because Murderbot thinks that art is a university ship 
like research, deep space research, and occasionally transports cargo. When really what they do is they find these, so a company will buy a system or settle a system, and the corporation will take colonists there and drop them off and then keep them supplied until the colony is self-sustaining. But sometimes they get taken over or that colony isn't economically feasible or anything anymore, and they'll just abandon the colony, which is what happened to preservation. Their colony was just abandoned, and it wasn't self-sustaining, so it started to fail. And But some continue to survive, so what will happen is another corporation will find some archive that lists the location of this system, and they'll go there, and then they'll just tell the colonists, we own the planet now, and we own you or you got to leave, or whatever. But they'll completely take over the planet because it's like salvage. It's just sitting there. Even though there's people on it, they don't have any ownership. And so what perihelion, or art, does (laughs) is go to there and talk to the people and produce documentation that states that they have ownership of the planet. Not produce as in find it, but forge it. So they forge documentation for these colonies so that they have the right to own their own planet. So they're, in essence, a nonprofit. Yeah. That saves groups of humans yeah. from corporate entities Just lying in their taking, land. Ah, from the colonization. Yes. Correct. Okay. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, I knew it was something cool like that. I was like, I have a feeling it's this thing, but I'm <laughs> yeah. going to make sure that's what yeah, it is. Yeah, it's a... Um, like a charitable mission. Right. Yeah. And it's sponsored by the university. Yeah, the University of New Time. Which is why art has, he's fully weaponized. Right. Secretly. He has a asteroid deterrent system. Right. Which is, I think, 24 rockets, <laughs> 24 bombs. Yeah. And lasers and... You know, in case you meet some really, really big asteroids. Yep. You got to get through that asteroid field. Yeah. What else are you going to do with those rockets? Hmm. <laughs> hmm. That's another mm. part that's my favorite. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> At the very end, when Art finds out that Murderbot has been captured, and he's like, well, then I'm just going to burn it to the ground. And they're like, Art? Art? Yeah. <laughs> Take a minute. And he's like... But you better come up with a really good alternative to burning it to the ground. Yeah, he's like, negative, we're not doing your plan. We're doing my plan, and we're burning it to the ground. Yeah. Yep. Until they give me my friend back. I will hurt them until they give me my friend back. Yeah. I really liked the the introduction of baby art and... Oh, Murderbot too. Yeah. Yeah. That was really cool. Um, watching Murderbot have to interact with himself. Yes. It is always a moment in a being's life where they have to face themselves. Yeah. (laughs) And uh, I'm curious how that will change him moving forward in maybe some of the other books. Yeah, maybe. You know, like being self-reflective, like, oh, well, I know I'm an asshole because I've had to work with myself before. Or I know how terrifying it was to interact with me. Right. When I just took over things and forced stuff to the front of people's feeds and whatever. Right. And with, like, he was completely just wide open, vulnerable. Yeah. Raw. (laughs) With his, this, his, uh, 
double. Yeah. Yeah. His himself. Yeah. 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 That was a really fascinating way for that to have happened. And, oh, I thought it was really cool. I know that you're not watching – I'm not going to even ask. I know you're not watching um, The Last of Us on HBO. No. But it is, like, probably the top show that's out right now. We're only three episodes in. Um, I personally believe that episode three of that show um, has moved up to, like, top three episodes of TV for me. Mm -hmm. Um, It's incredible. I've heard good things. The the third episode, like, standalone, you can watch it by itself, and it's – I've never felt so – I mean, it's just perfect. It's a perfect story, perfectly Mm. acted, incredibly, like, heartfelt, like, wrenching. Like, you had to, like, stop – um, and ugly cry yourself to sleep. That's how good this episode was. Mm. Um, but that that show is about a fungus that takes over. Yeah, cordyceps. Yeah, cordyceps. Um, and so it's just been the timing of reading this book because we get this almost the big bad is basically kind of like a construct yeah it's advanced fungus yeah Yeah. advanced technology that also presents as a fungus yeah an organic right it's like if you took avatar the tree and the way that that thing moves through the world yeah but with technology and can go into a computer (laughs) yeah yeah and then you get like but also like ultron because it thinks it knows best and it's trying to Take over Take everything. over everything. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I just thought that. I was like, oh, lots of fungus taken over these days. Yeah, I thought about that. In Girl with All the Gifts, it's a fungus too. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I feel like I need to really um, deep dive more into fungus <laughs> and uh, how they are capable of being like, it's like the new hive mind. Yeah. You know? We have the concept of hive minds in like Ender's Game, right? In like so many different sci-fi fantasy, but fungus—that's that's where it's at these days. <laughs> we've we've swung to fungus, yeah, <laughs> um, hiding amongst us. Well, I was asking, does any does everyone actually dislike Murderbot like he thinks, or do we think it's just that they can't figure out his motivations and so they're confused? I think that people, I think certain people see him really quickly. And then I think people who are naturally naturally skeptical, like Tiago. Yeah. But that was almost like personal. You know, he's frustrated that his sister-in-law is not being emotionally vulnerable. She's not opening up. Nobody knows what's going on with her. They cannot, for some reason, recognize that she might be traumatized in some way. Well, they don't know the whole story. Right. Yeah. I mean, but we all, yeah, right, okay, yeah, yeah, but so he's just kind of like jealous a little bit, so he naturally doesn't trust him. But I think most people that he meets and his people really value him, yeah, well, way more than he knows. Do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the one of the one of the little sweet parts is where he when he gets back and he realizes like. Oh, my God, they did all of that for me. And, like, I was made to be left. To be disposable. To be disposable. I'm a construct. My entire purpose is to be left behind. And they went out of their way for this rescue mission. And then he he goes, 
I need to stop talking for a little bit. And I stopped talking for a while. <laughs> it's like he needed to go look at the wall and watch TV yeah. for a minute. Yeah. <laughs> so funny. I know. He has these. I love it when he's having an emotion and he just says, it just says, I need to, I need to have an emotion. Like it has a panic attack after it finds itself hanging because it gets captured and it's hanging over. They're trying to get it infected. And so it gets out, which it like detaches its own hand. And then the, the skin ripping part, I was just like, oh God, yeah. that's a lot. Yeah. I think it's just to show how desperate it was to get out, even though it's not framing that like that to itself. Right. And then Murderbot puts his own hand back on, frees himself, frees itself. And then it's like, I, I need a minute. It literally sits down, like turns around, slides down the wall and sits there for a minute because it's like my worst. This is every single worst fear that I have ever had. And it's all happening all at once. And I just need a minute. <laughs> and it just sits there for a minute. Like I got I got to pull myself together, but I just got to feel it. I got to feel it for a minute. And it has it has like a panic attack. Mm-hmm. Because it hates planets. It's stuck on a planet. It's all alone. It's been left behind. It can't save itself. There's nothing it can do. It's like all of its trauma all at once. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And that was when, intense. That's when it meets Murderbot 2.0. Yeah. And it's like, what are you doing? <laughs> and Murderbot's like, I don't feel so good. It's like, do you need diagnostics? And it just starts running diagnostics. And it's like, I can't handle me right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know, but isn't that real life? Yeah. In your worst moment, you're like, just get out of my head. Oh, that scene at the very end where we have Murderbot and he's its body is failing and it's still trying to fight. And then Murderbot 2.0 is trying to help him. And then it's talking to the actual control system, the non-infected control system, which has been trying to send a distress signal and it can't. And so it starts sending the distress signal to Murderbot because it realizes that somebody is listening. And so it's just calling for help. So Murderbot gets there, and it actually talks to the control system. And the control system is like, are you here to help? And Murderbot's like, yeah, I'm here to help. And it's like, okay, are all my people dead? And Murderbot has to tell it, well, some are, but no, not all of them. And then Murderbot actually asks permission to turn off the main control system. And it's like, will this save my people? And Murderbot says, yeah. And it's like, okay, then, yeah, you can do it. Yeah. And so everyone in this room are all fighting for their their people, their clients, whatever. Right. And that's when Murderbot 2.0 sacrifices itself. And it's just, <clears throat> it's like a, it's a, it's three machine intelligences having a conversation. And it's such an emotionally charged moment because they're all preparing to sacrifice themselves. Right. To... To, S- to save, save their everybody. people. Yeah. Well, and I, <clears throat> and there's something about the um the big bad who is also a like a what, what I think that's the part I missed. Like, what's the big bad's purpose? Like, what is it trying to do? It's trying to get off the planet so it can infect infect more things. Okay. So it needs a ship. Okay. And so it tried to take the bearish Estranza ships but one i think wasn't wormhole capable and the other one they destroyed the wormhole ship oh no one isn't wormhole capable and then the other one it has wormhole capability but they improperly installed the wormhole add-on right (laughs) alien tech add-on and so it's not working they broke it 
And so and that's why they needed art, because art is wormhole capable. Right. Well, and you get these three, all, all of our um, units are so um, benevolent and just so motivated. It's wild that these these constructs were created by, like, corporate systems. Yeah. But they end up being on their own really, um, like, morally um, kind. I mean, what what's a smart person way of saying that? Like, <laughs> they are just really good. Yeah, they're they genuinely wa- good. They're genuinely good, and they've taken their purpose, which has been programmed into them, yeah. to, like, it's like it flows through them. And they just come out kind of like curmudgeon Jedis. Yeah. At least Murderbot did. Yeah. And, but this, the fungus, the fungus among us, the fungus constructy kind of yeah. hybrid thing is bad and not yeah. kind and not good and not, and like evil. Well, not evil. I hate to use evil, but like malicious. Malicious. Yeah. Malicious. Um, but also self-serving. And it isn't about, it's about itself expanding throughout yeah, the universe. Yeah, replicating. Yeah. Yeah. Versus the way the rest of our pals are doing it. So I just, I love that each time we meet somebody and we watch Sec 3, you know, come t- be like, oh my God, what do I want to do? I yeah. know what I want to do. I love I, how lost it is. Yeah. And he's like, I know what I want to do. I want to help. I want to help. Yeah. And it's just so sweet and endearing. <laughs> yeah. I just like love these machines. Yeah. People machines. Yeah. Really fast. And yeah, that's, you know, at the end of the day, I'm just like, they're so cute. It's like Mickey. <laughs> Which we talk about Mickey in this. Yeah. Yeah, because Murderbot doesn't want Murderbot 2.0 to sacrifice itself for it. Yeah. Because it remembers when Mickey did that. And Murderbot's like, well, no, this is different. I'm doing this so we'll all win. Right. Yeah. Yeah. This is what you created me for. And they did. Yeah. Yeah. Which is probably good because I can't imagine what sec unit unbodied, what kind of mischief it would eventually get into. Like a self, a learning killware. Oh, right. Yeah. I mean, and I think, I mean, you can like, you can philosophize a long time about all of that. Like it was created to be destroyed. It was created to destroy and then to be. Destroyed. Yeah. Or be left behind. Yeah. But in a very heroic way. Yeah. And it's it allows Murderbot to save the day. Yeah. But also destroy a little piece of himself. Yeah. I don't know, it's hard when you think about it as the baby. Yeah, especially at the end when he's actually breaking the physical computer and it's like they're sleeping. They can't feel anything right now because it's killing both the control system and Murderbot 2.0. And right. the bad guy. Yeah. But all of them at the same time. Yep. And it's like, it's okay. They're sleeping. They're just sleeping right now. Yep. It's it's sad. It's just such an interesting story. Such an, such an interesting scenario <laughs> to have to kill yourself. Yeah. 
and the bad guy and this other thing that was just trying to do its best to. But yeah, I mean, it's an ex- it's as dense as her short stories, but it's novel length. Right. It's this, like four short stories put together. This must have been exhausting to write because she had a lot of pieces to keep up with. Oh, yeah. 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 And like where we start and where we... I think the part, the section that was the hardest for me was the section when they're on the ship and then the on the ship to leaving the ship is was really hard to follow. Yeah, it is really like four short stories in one. Yep. It just like kind of changes. I mean, everything about it is just, but they were, they're too short to be novellas. Yeah. So you'd have to put them together. Plus they're all connected. Yeah. Um, I saw this, I saw someone on Reddit bring something up that I thought was really interesting. And I um, wanted to bring it to the table. Um, The difference in when we meet Sec 3 versus Murderbot. Yeah. And how Murderbot has had a lot of clients. Like, we don't know how many, but a lot. And he's kind of traumatized. He's had some really traumatic stuff happen. Um, And he's always felt really alone. Yeah. Um, And understanding how much of his, like, constant fear and needing to isolate and the anxiety that he feels is his personality yeah. From his trauma versus the programming of a sec unit. Yes. Because sec three isn't like murder, but he doesn't know. He, you know, we get this one part where sec three talks about how he had a good time with his other. He, he kind of thought his other sec unit, sec unit one and two were his friends. And he doesn't seem to be, he hasn't gone through the same sort of situations. He doesn't have yeah. that same sort of, um, like he's just he's like the little he's like the kid that grew up with all the money, right? And sec unit and, and Murderbot's the one that grew up like constantly in adversity, yes, in, in adversity, right? Like constant challenging, constantly like, and and how they, you know, the differences in them, right? Murderbot to me feels like someone like someone neurodivergent who's forced to fill a very specific role over and over and over again. No matter how uncomfortable or difficult or traumatizing it feels, and so it literally it it's it's autistic. I mean, Murderbot it, it can't look anybody in the eye. It has a really difficult time with it uh, controlling its emotions, and it's like if you took someone like that and then forced them into a situation where they were continuously uncomfortable and where they never felt like they were okay being there. Like they always wanted to escape wherever they were. And then they finally have the opportunity to do whatever they want. And they never want anyone to make them feel uncomfortable ever again. Mm -hmm. Or to force them into doing something that they didn't feel comfortable doing ever again. Like Mm -hmm. that's why he's so mad. That to me, that's why it feels like he's so mad at Art is because Art was someone he trusted to just let him be him and to take time when he needed. Art held his hand whenever he needed it. The last time he, they were together. Art made him feel really safe yeah. and allowed him. And I think that's one of the things he's not used to yeah. is people making space for him to be himself. Right. And liking who he is. Yeah. And, you know, and 
Yeah, that's one of the, that's why he's so mad at him. Because he took that feeling of safety and he used what he knew about SecUnit to force SecUnit into doing something. Right, where ARC may have gotten the same result by just communicating. Yeah. Hey, man, I, or hey, hey, um, hey, Evan, wait, Eden, <laughs> hey, Eden. Eden, I need your help. I really need your help. My crew is has been kidnapped. I don't know what else to do. Please come help me. Yeah. And he may have gotten the same result, but I guess he was totally stuck away. In a, yeah, yeah, totally incapacitated. <laughs> it was essentially a Hail Mary. It was like, right. I know one person in the entire universe that I trust to save me and to save my crew. And Art's not wrong, and he does. He does. And Art effectively has enough time to point the weapon, and then that's it. He has to rely on Murderbot doing absolutely everything else. Yep. Do we get more of an explanation in this why Art is so um, large? I think because of his function. Okay. Because he has to stand against effectively any corporate RIM entity at any given time. Right. And that way it can act as its own pilot. It can act autonomous. It can go and spy places. It can be like, oh, I'm just a bot pilot. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to wander (laughs) over here into your restricted zone. It's fine. There's no crew. There's nobody to remember anything. Mm -hmm. Sure, I'll I'll pretend delete that stuff out of my my information. It's fine. So he's a perfect spy. It is a perfect spy because it can go anywhere. It can just be like, I'm ship. I don't know. I don't know what's happening. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is good because it can hide stuff from other people, people they want to hide stuff from. But also it's very good at hiding stuff from its crew and everyone else. Right. Although I love the moment when it gives Murderbot control of its cameras because (laughs) Murderbot has realized it had cameras and it never told Murderbot. And Murderbot is so mad because it. That would have been really helpful. Right. And then it sh- it gives him access to the cameras and it's like, stop being nice to me. <laughs> stop it. I don't want, not too late, too little, too late art. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Petty. Yeah. Yeah. But even to your original point, even Murderbot says, maybe I'm unusual for a Murderbot. Uh, yeah. For a sec unit. Because right. this, this sec unit appeared to like its colleagues and right. I never liked other sec units. Maybe that's me. Maybe I just assumed every sec unit was like me when maybe they're not, which they would all be individual because right. they're, they're all organic and based off different. They, I mean, they say that, that they're not, they're not like clones. This isn't like the Star Wars universe where they're all the exact same. They right. are different DNA, different genetic copies. Yeah. So they do have some sort of individuality plus they were all born at different times and places so like astrologically they would all be really different um (laughs) you're welcome um but one one of the funniest parts is where i think this is the very end where they're talking about they're finally everything's we're at the like kind of like the denouement we're back on the ship and they're all talking and um perry which we haven't said. Art's name is um, Perihelion. Perihelion, and they call him Perry. And one of the ways that Murderbot, the part where Murderbot proves that he knows him by being like, I call him Art because he's an asshole research transport. And they're like, oh, yeah, he really does know Perry. <laughs> <laughs> um, but when they're at the end 
And Murderbot has assumed that Perry Art told his crew everything about him. Yeah. And he didn't. He just said, I have a buddy who is a sec unit. Yeah. And then when they realize that every time they've heard about the sec unit on the news, it yeah. has been him. Murderbot. Yeah. And it is the it is a famous sec unit. Yeah. And what he's able to accomplish and how he's able to bebop around the universe and come out on top every time. Yeah. I mean, he's a very masterful um, creature. Potentially terrifying. Yeah. Good that he's a good guy. Yes. Yeah. Very good. And I can't. Good bot. Good bot. Good bot. He is a good bot. But yeah, that part, I was chuckling at home thinking of when they were going through that. Yeah, the little interpersonal. She's very good at being good at the action sequences. They always feel really good. They always feel really well paced. The downtime's good, though. Yeah, and then the downtime's good, too. It's funny. Yeah. And it feels like a payoff yeah. when they have these small moments. Yeah. And they're funny little interactions and, like, the sarcasm, the dryness. When Rati is always – Rati feels a lot. A lot like the way I am where he's just overly aware of the elephants in the room. Yeah. And he just is like, I'm going to talk about it now. can't not talk about it. Right. Yeah. I'm, I'm like that sometimes. I just don't know when, like, I shouldn't talk about something. And, um, yeah, the mo those moments where he's like, are you guys on a relationship? Yeah. 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 He's always trying to get down into the emotional realm. And you almost look forward to it because you know when he's finally done get, getting getting beaten up and everything is solved, you're going to get this nice long, we're just going to talk to each other while we all heal. Right. And it's going to be good. Like at the very end, we go through everything, which it gets so complicated and so a lot happens. And then finally, they've waited 20 cycles and Dr. Mensa comes out of the wormhole. And Art cleans up. Yeah, Art is nervous to meet her. Yeah. Which is so cute. So cute. And Murderbot is, Murderbot just picks up the comm and is like, is Mensa there? And they put her on. And Murderbot's like, hi. Well, he first he gives her the code breakdown. Oh, yeah. He's like, bravo, alpha, blah, 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 whatever yeah. he says. And then Amina's like, do you have a code with my mom? Yeah. And he's like, yeah, I just told her to stand down. Everything's fine and everyone's alive. Yep. <laughs> now I have to change it. Um, yeah. And Art's like sweeping up, cleaning up, making sure that because he's heard of Menza. Yeah. And he's very excited. It is very excited to meet her. Yeah. He, and he's just like very subtle. Welcome aboard. Yeah. It's so cute. It is. And it's really have, sweet. They have that really awkward conversation where Mensa's just trying to let Murderbot get out whatever Murderbot needs to get out. And Murderbot's asking her questions and then like, I shouldn't ask that. That was stupid. And then asks, she answers it like it's no problem. Yeah, because it asks, did you get the trauma treatment? And she's like, well, I went to one. But then you and my daughter. Both and my brother-in-law. And my brother-in-law all got kidnapped. <laughs> so I kind of had to come and find you. And yeah. he's like, oh, yeah. Yeah, that happened. Yeah. And she's like, see the aforementioned kidnapping crisis that has interrupted all these things you're asking me about. And then 
Because at this point, Perry or Art has asked Murderbot to accompany it and its crew on more missions. Yeah. And that's kind of where we're going. Right. And Murderbot's not sure what what it wants to do. And it also needs the validation that Menz is going to be okay a little bit. Like, he recognizes that that may be hard for her um, because, you know, when we're at Coachella, um, we get a... (laughs) A, gl- yeah. a glimpse of how her trauma is showing up yeah, and like her needing a lot more from him and like the hand holding thing. Like he walks over and she immediately grabs his hand because yeah. there's so much safety there. It's almost like th- they have a trauma bond. Yeah. Absolutely. From everything that they went through. Um and so he he needs her to say, it would be okay if you go do this. Yeah, I'll be all right. And you can come visit whenever you want. No one's going to yeah. be mad or angry at you. And it um, Mensa tells it, you know, I'm so sorry. Like, I've been leaning on you for emotional support, and that's not fair to you. And you don't have to do that. I'll be okay. And yeah. I, that's what it's looking for is like, okay, we we can go our separate ways and we can still be okay. Yeah trying to pull up our questions because he said trauma bond and that reminded me and then at the end he kind of is like oh i need some treatment too yeah i might not be the only one traumatized and i think he's starting to be more self-aware about like what you said what's him and what is sec unit programming yeah and him trying to you know be recognized when he does have safety that he, like, being present in it versus yeah. always, like, I'm going to go face the wall and watch Sanctuary Moon. Yeah. He didn't get a lot of Sanctuary Moon in this. No, they've started branching out. They've been watching other shows. Yeah. That's okay. Murderbot 2.0 watched an episode of Sanctuary Moon because as soon as it's in his head, it downloads a bunch. It, like, acquires a bunch of its media storage. Yeah. It's like, all right, that's fine. Yeah. (laughs) You can have that. I have three minutes. I'll go ahead and watch some. Yeah. Yeah. Which they must watch it on, like, fast forward. Oh, yeah. They probably watch it the way I listen to stuff, like 2.5. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, This is the first time I wasn't sitting out in the car finishing the book. I finished it earlier today for the third time. That's good. You read it three times. I listened to it, yeah. And I read some of it. But I still... Not enough to... Every time I reread it, I have forgotten how it ends. <laughs> like, okay, I can't remember how this wrapped up. Right. Yeah. Well, and it's just... I know, I think we've talked about this in some of the other books. It's the plot's not what is so... I mean, for some readers, probably, they love the twisty ending or the plot, but... This means more to me because I like the characters, right? And um, I like Murderbot, and I, was, I like art, yeah. and I, and I want, um, and I just want to know more about them. So I yeah. like the small moments more than the action, right? So when there is a lot of action, that's when I have a hard time, like zoning, tuning in, right? I do the same thing in movies. I'll just like the fight scenes. I don't care. They're not. Yeah, me neither. It's very rare that there is a fight scene. Actually, there are certain directors' fight scenes that they do them so well that they kind of tell a story versus just being action. Yeah. And those I can follow. The um, Russo brothers, they're actually pretty good at action. I can follow them. 
Um, but sometimes you can't. Sometimes I can't. But sometimes yeah. action is more plot progressive than other. Does that make sense? Yeah. I think to me this felt, of course it felt important, but it felt like there were as many layers of importance as you wanted to put on it. So whatever you wanted to pay attention to on this read through, you could. Mm -hmm. And then next time maybe you'll be like, okay, well, I know a lot about how Murderbot and Murderbot 2.0 and the control system talk to each other. This time I want to know what they're actually talking about, mm -hmm. which is kind of a terrifying moment. When he when it destroys that the physical computer, the physical control system, and the fungus infested body that's just been laying on oh, the ground opens its eyes, straight White Walker, yeah, stands like, up, blue eyes, stands up. And it, that was horrifying. Chases after him, mm -hmm. yeah. Which luckily, Murderbot three is there, and it picks him up and carries him. And Murderbot's like, "Yeah, this is really uncomfortable. No wonder everybody always protests so much." Mm -hmm. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I love every section from Three's point of view. Oh, me too. Because it's like, okay, all right, this is this is a protocol situation. They're going to follow protocol. I'm going to understand what's happening. Everything's going to be okay. And then the first thing out of their mouth. There is no protocol for this. <laughs> there's no protocol for this. Right. I know. It was such a fresh voice. Yeah. And I'm really excited. The end, he's still with them, right? Yeah. So is he going to tag along in our next story? We're not sure it's not out. Oh, no, the next one is a flashback. Oh, okay. So we don't get a continuation. So we don't have nothing past this. No. Okay. Which she's got another one coming out this year. Mm -hmm. So once we're all caught up when that one comes out, we'll have to read it. But yeah. Yeah. Because I'm sure it's going to be good. It looks really, the cover is out, but the book's not out. Okay. Well, that'll be cool. So is the next novel, novella, is it prior to everything? It's kind of, it can fall anywhere. It's him getting settled on Preservation Station. Okay. Or Murderbot getting settled on Preservation Station because he doesn't want to go to the planet, so he kind of takes up residence on the station because that's where Mensa is most of the time anyway when she's doing her official duties. Right. And so he wants to, it wants to act as security for her, but this, she already has security, technically. And they're like, we don't need your help. And Murderbot's like, what's well, funny? Because I didn't ask if you needed it. I was just, I'm going to do it myself because I'm better at this than you are. And so it's them trying to, somebody gets murdered and it's a murder mystery. Oh, cool. I love a whodunit. Yeah, we already talked about the part where he uncle bucks her. But this is, I love how we get views of them in kind of every single situation that you could hope to see them in. So we get Murderbot as just a day-to-day -day security. We get Murderbot as crisis, in crisis mode. We get Murderbot in epic save everyone mode. We get lots of small moments. And we get this such a fun small moment with Amena, Amina, where Murderbot has identified this creep and yeah. I love its list of threats. It's threat assessment. It's just every red flag. Right. It's, it's 30. It, he's 32. Yeah. Or like 28. He's 12 years older than her. Yeah. And he's made himself out to be like two years older. Right. Which is. And Murderbot's like, that's not true. So that's a red flag. Right. It just lists everything. He keeps trying to get her to drink intoxicants. That he, he is also not doing. It was just like red flag central. Yeah. Creepy dude. Yeah. And so they go out to this guy's cabin 
And when the guy flicks on the light, Murderbot is just standing in the room. <laughs> Murder- Can you imagine? And Murderbot's Can- like, checkmate, motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and it's just another example of how young, well, you know, teenagers often think that they have everything under control. Yeah. Because they aren't able to accurately risk assess. Yeah. And so I think she realizes once they have a talk about it a little bit later on, like, oh, shit, yeah, like, maybe I was in over my head and maybe he was more dangerous and who knows what his actual motivations were because in one way you can think, yeah, maybe he is just a dude that's awful. Yeah. But also maybe he is a bad guy trying to kidnap her and, you know, get to Menza. So there's there's lots of options for his shittiness. Yeah, and then Amena calls Murderbot a dog. It's like, oh, yeah. oh, you came out from under the porch? And he's like, did you think I wouldn't get the domesticated animal reference? <laughs> she's like, I didn't even know you could talk. And then he's like, oh, wait, have I not been talking? Have I never talked to you? And he talks to some of the other kids. Yeah. He plays, he like talks to him on the feeds. Yeah. And he plays games with them and stuff. Yeah. But not her. She's, I mean, teenage girls are not easy Mm -mm. they do a lot of eye rolling yeah there's a lot of don't please get the fuck away from me and he's intimidated by her um erraticness right yeah her unpredictability yeah he doesn't like yeah he over and over is like i don't know how why art likes adolescent humans because art has a soft spot for kids yeah well and he's always got him on a ship so he's like learn more and this is his First, you know, <laughs> teens take more patience. Yeah. Yeah, I can, it's coming. <laughs> I know. You got some time. Yeah. You know, and who was it? Glennon O'Doyle was saying one time on We Can Do Hard Things about how parenting teens is like being a houseplant. Like you need to be there and be present and they need to be able to see you, but you need to leave them alone. Yeah. Like, so when they need something, you're there, but you cannot be actively just in their shit because they, that's when they're learning how to individualize and figuring out who they are, them trying to hide, hide, you know, be secretive, have their own lives. I mean, yeah, I was not an easy teenager at all. No one was going to tell me what to do. I can see that. Yeah. (laughs) I was really easy. (laughs) I was not. But I also, you know, troubled youth, you know, broken home, latchkey kid. I had a lot of that. Again, you know. Yeah. So, yeah, teenagers. But but any teen just needs some. You just, you're you're not, you're not their little, you're not their mommy anymore. Yeah. You're their mom. Right. So you got to let him do the thing. Which Murderbot kind of thinks about. He does not tell Mensa about what Amena did, about Amena going off with yeah. the guy. He's like, no, I figured we could just keep that between ourselves. Right. Which is, the, that's how you build trust. Yeah. Yeah. And she's like, oh, you're you're not going to tell second mom about this? And he's and like, no. like, no. This no. happened between us. Yeah. It's solved. I solved the problem. No one's Nobody hurt. got hurt. There's no reason for her to know. Yeah. Uncle Buck. Yeah. 
I don't, that is such a long ago movie, but that's exactly what that reminded me of. Yeah. And I actually wrote a quote from that scene because I really like it. And it's at the end where Murderbot goes through the whole threat assessment. And then it's like, and I just had a bad feeling about the little shit. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, no, no, that's one of my humans. I'm sorry. You don't get to. Yeah. You don't get to be a dick to them. Right. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Trying to look. I was just going to look through my notes, too. Oh, yeah. We forgot about the we get more information about what happened to Mensa because Mensa got attacked after she got back on preservation. Yeah. What? There was another kidnapping, wasn't there? Or Mm -hmm. like. No, they got attacked by they basically turned a couple of people into like universal soldiers. They just overrode all of their biological commands and just pointed them at Mensa to kill her. And so we cut in because he's trying to show Thiago that he isn't intentionally controlling Mensa. Right. That shit has happened that Thiago isn't aware of. And so it shows clips of it. And part of it is like Murderbot is trying to hold one of them down and choke them unconscious. And another one is stabbing it in the back. And after everything gets done, it's like, okay, well... I'm going to go. There's like one thing I got to go do real quick. And that's when it breaks into the sex system and it like vigilante finds the controller of the guy that sent those people after Mensa and it finds it and he gets in the guy in the in the person's room and it's like, I'm going to kill him. I'm going to kill him. And then it's like, fuck, I can't kill him. Mensa will be really upset. Or I'll have to lie to Mensa. I don't want to lie to Mensa. And it's like, oh, no, she'd believe me if I just said that he rushed me and I had to kill him because it was self-defense. And he's like, no, she'll know. And even if she doesn't know, I'll know. Yep. And then he ends up calling security and having them come to get him. And Murderbot's like, I should have killed him, but I couldn't because that wasn't what Mensa would have wanted me to do. Right. So he has to kind of override his his desire to just do what he he can. His, he has absolutely no qualms about killing anybody. No, ever. No qualms. No, none. He needs external framework for whether or not it's okay to kill people. And so Mensa is like his external conscious conscience. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it's or when we're on the ship and he wants to kill those people, but he can't because then Arata will make a sad face. <laughs> It's like, yeah, I want to kill these pirates, like water world pirates. Yeah, they really are water world pirates. The way that they're described, like yeah. sitting up in their little gunship, and it reminds me of the. <laughs> I love that reference. Oh my god, you should do that movie sometime. Oh, I, I love Water World. Yeah, a lot of people did. You want to talk about expensive movies? It was a good movie. It has a director's cut. That's awesome, and it actually makes a lot more sense than the, the non-director's cut. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but you know when they go up to the toll and they're all on the like cobbled together ships. Yeah, and or when they're on the sh- their ship, they're like floating battleship right. that they all live on, and it is just like here, you know, start him young, and he starts like throwing cigarettes at everybody, and yeah, that's what it reminded me of. <laughs> it's like, oh, it's the evil under evil water world pirates. Yeah, it yeah. that definitely is. Yeah. And then Murderbot actually picks a section of media that has murderous rogue sec units in it and starts playing it on their feed. 
So that they understand so what that they're the fuck like they're dealing with. Right. Yeah. <laughs> He's so funny. Yeah. He's so funny. Doesn't somebody say in this book like how dry a sense of humor is? Oh no, maybe that was on maybe I read that on Reddit. <laughs> I get confused. <laughs> I also read an article uh actually that's really irrelevant right now. I read a Martha Wells interview, but I don't know what to say from that right now. Okay. Is that the one where she said she had his voice first? I don't think so. I was like, I need to remember this. That's another thing. I don't remember stuff. <laughs> like, <laughs> like when I'm reading it, I'm trying to think of like how many times you really need to read something to really absorb it so that I mean, maybe sometimes, maybe it just depends on what it is. I, when I'm reading a textbook, a text yeah. book, I will retain it better. Oh, I have to write it down to retain it. Well, because I'm forced to, I can't read it if I'm not paying attention. Yeah. But if I'm listening to it, I can be doing anything. Yeah. And then I'm like, oh, time has passed and I don't know what's going on. Yeah. And then I have to rewind it. Yeah. And that might be, yeah. Pod Labs look so good. Sorry. That's <laughs> okay. I feel so good in here. Yeah, I feel so good in here. But this was, I mean, this was a good book. So I think we recommend this book. Oh, definitely. I would recommend the entire series. I've tried, I've told a couple people. Like, it's a reread. You got to reread it. This is not a one time through. This was wonderful. This isn't the series if you're like not a reader and you want to be a reader that you pick up. No. This is a book where, and I also, I think you're, I think you and Matt are dead on about. Like for him being a coder, being a computer person, this is a lot easier for him to follow. Yeah. This is out of my comfort books. This is out of my comfort reads. Yeah. I like to read fantasy. I like to read smut. And I've read a lot. I mean, I've read I've read some sci-fi, but you know, I this does feel a little bit like homework for me, but I really enjoy it at the end of the day and yeah. would recommend it. You know, I think a, this is a book that our one of our mutual pals could read and yeah. really like. Yeah. You know? I think he is reading them. Is he? Yeah. Okay. But it's because I like the character of Murderbot so much. Yeah. That you put through, you push through everything else. Right. So even if you don't love the action, which I, I enjoy the action sequences, I feel like they're just short enough that even if I'm... This like, would be a great TV show. Yeah. It would make a... She writes it like a TV show. It's paced extremely much like a yeah. tv show where you get a little bit of action and then some down and then a little bit of action and then some down like the part where the agricultural bot he calls the agricultural bots in to help him and then the control system the the evil control system takes o- takes them over and <clears throat> it sends that one agricultural bot after him and he manages to shoot out all its joints and oh, save yeah. everybody, but then it falls on him. And everybody just bunches up around him and is shooting at him. And it's like critical failure, no restart. Right. And you're like, oh, no. no. It's yeah. so. End episode. Yeah. Yeah. Go to commercial. It's such. She does such a brilliant job of establishing and maintaining and like keeping us in love with that character. Yes. And even when it's doing stuff that. Like, arguably, the whole scene where it's alone with the Mena, it's being a complete asshole. It's not, like, more uh, malicious asshole. It's not talking to her. 
it's not really giving her like the support she needs like it normally would. It's just like, I can't deal with you right now. I'm I'm dealing with a lot emotionally, but I don't know how to tell you that. So I'm just going to act even grumpier than usual. And you still love it in that you're like, I'm with you because I understand why you're being like that because your friend died and you have no way of telling anybody because you have to explain that you're friends with a ship. Yeah. And you have to recognize. Yeah. And not only that he's friends that he has, like, that's what he's not used to. Like, that's the hard part. It's yeah. like, I have a connection and I have an attachment, an attachment. That's yeah. what's so uncomfortable to him, attachments, yeah. because he is so scared and he's so comfortable alone and isolated. Any kind of attachment makes him feel just, <laughs> Have do you, have you paid attention to like attachment theories at all? Well, in like insecure attachment, well, he's an avoidant, an avoidant attachment. And there's so much, it is a lot of people are so, so uncomfortable in attachments. And he's one of them. Yeah. And he can't. He just is like, it's so uncomfortable. He's like, no, that's not real. I don't have an attachment. What are you talking about? Yeah. It's like having an avoidant boyfriend or girlfriend or partner. Yeah. Or any kind of, yeah. He just cannot. He'd rather not have one. But yeah. he does. And they are so great together. I know. I love the part where it, it's trying to talk privately to Art about making Murderbot 2.0. Their baby. Yeah. And Art, he says Art plays dirty because Art tells Amena so that Amena will come in and talk to him about it. And Murderbot's like, you told? You told them I asked you? And Art's like, I- I'm not going to do this. Or, or oh, yeah, the other part is when they go on the... They go on the Barisha Strands of Transit, and he's going as a sec unit. And Art is like, I'd rather you go as an augmented human. And Murderbot's like, no, this is better. Like, we're already telling so many lies. Like, we need to limit the number of lies we're telling. Why do you care anyways? It's fine. And Art's like, because it bothers you. It bothers you to pretend to be a sec unit. And second is like, well, yeah, but that's my problem. And Art's like, well, I, but I feel like I don't want you to be upset. Like, they're just. He's like, but I understand and know your needs. And I just want to make sure you're being true to yourself. Yeah, I'm defending you right now. Yeah, I'm defending you when you can't defend you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's a real relationship. Yeah. That's like platonic intimacy to a, or, or just intimacy, relational intimacy to yeah. a, another level. Yeah. Like we all want someone that sees us the way we see us. Yeah. You know, and they do. Yeah. Who would burn a planet for us? Yeah. Yeah. That's some romantic ass shit. Yeah. But not necessarily, you know, that's just some, that's d- deep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Your face. <laughs> so touched <laughs> i'm touched i am i'm just not making the expression but no you are yeah it's a good i yeah. love i love these stories uh, the first time i read it through i really just wanted to know what was happening because there were so many mysteries and i just wanted a kind of a resolution and i didn't quite understand what was happening but i was so engaged in the characters i absolutely did not care yeah that, so and that that's w- when you know that you're really into a story and yeah i was thinking about that I'm rereading a book right now that will probably at some point cover, but I just needed to read a book that felt really good to me. Yeah. So 
I, um, cause I, the book we're doing next week, I read that and this is, that's going to be a new thing. Cause I actually really didn't care for that book, Yes, I'm but really I, glad. I liked it enough to read it, but yeah. I did not like a lot about it. There were things about it that I was like, I don't, this is, I don't, I'm not about this. Well, good. I'm excited. Yeah. And yeah. that doesn't happen to me very often. I'm very optimistic. Um, but, oh my God, what were we talking about? Point me back in the direction I was saying. I was saying, books. Oh, oh, I'm reading a book now that I'm just, it, I just, I like the character so much that I'm reading it. I'm listening to it slowly. Yeah. I'm not rushing through it. I'm just need, enjoying it. I'm just enjoying the small moments. I'm just like, I don't need to read it in two days. I'm just going back through it and really like immersing. And it's very comfortable. It's very cozy. That's why I like to reread books. Yeah. I mean, certain stories, yeah. absolutely. And re- and I think we've mentioned this before. Rereading books is way better than rewatching shows to me. Yeah. I don't want to see it again, but I will read it. Like, I think I've read, yeah, there. I've read a lot of books twice. Yeah. I and, do. It's comforting because you like the characters. You know you're going to like the story. And you feel connected to it in a really different way. Yeah. It's not the same experience as watching a show. It's deeper and more Maybe immersed. Maybe because the story can be so much more immersive. You only right. have so much. A visual media can only convey so much. Yeah. But we can see so much more in a book. Yeah. I mean, you couldn't get a character's thoughts in a movie without a... Bubble. That's yeah. what I like about comics so much, too. It's just a completely different type of experience you're yeah. seeing it and reading it and yeah you're right the depth of reading and being able to see thoughts yeah but also see a visual that's it's amazing comics are amazing or graphic novels whatever you want to call them yeah like both <laughs> so <laughs> like when stories. are we going to do your writing we're not okay. That was Maybe. a nose flare, everyone. That was a, five listeners. That was a nose flare. It. I gotta finish I know. it. I, I hear you. I know. I need to. I, I need know. to reread it, anyways. I gotta buckle down. Well, you know, just when it. it comes to you. No, I know, but I, I like need to. You can't force that kind but of I gotta stuff. set aside time. That's yeah. what I mean. I just gotta set. Even if I just sit there, to be like, this is my writing time. Yep. All right. Yeah. So read Murderbot. Do we you, like this? Hopefully, you already read it. Although we didn't really spoil the ending. Uh, yeah. Did we? Yeah. God, I'm trying so hard. <laughs> I mean, we. this is not, you should not listen to this if you aren't going to, if you're going to read a book, don't listen. Yeah. You don't listen to content about a thing that you haven't read. Yeah. This was our review. So it was fine. Yeah. Our book talk. Just open talk. We talk about a book. Yeah. This one was Murderbot, Network def- network Effect. Did you notice I got my hair cut? It did. It looks really nice. Thanks. I saw your picture on Instagram. Oh, yeah. Thanks. I'm really, it's short now, shorter, medium length, because my hair was dead. That's so, quite blonde. It is very blonde. But I am naturally blonde, but I get it really blonde. <laughs> I get it extra blonde. I get it extra blonde. Yeah. yeah. I get it as blonde as when I was a baby, a little kid, mm. which is very blonde. Um. But what do you have? Well, coming up next is City of Nightmares. Right. That's the book I didn't like. Right. And I'm excited to differ an opinion. Yeah. I think it'll be a lot we can talk about. Because you did like it. I liked it. 
Mm. It wasn't like a, oh my God, this was amazing. But it was good. Like, I enjoyed it. Yeah. I'd read whatever sequel, if there was a sequel. Do you yeah. Think there's going to be. Yeah, and I'll I'll read it too. I, and that's one of the things, anyways, we'll save it for next week. Yeah. So moving forward, we would love to focus on like books that are really, really good, but maybe aren't the book that's all over everybody's feed right now. Yeah. Um, so we would love help finding those if anybody wants to drop some in the suggestion form. We have a suggestion form. And it's at my website, our website, strangeandbeautiful.club. Strangeandbeautiful.club. Yeah. It's super sophisticated. It's just a bunch of links. Yeah. <laughs> so you just go on there and you find the right link, which is submission form, and fill that out. Uh, I'm still on Instagram. I am up to 53 followers. Holy goodness. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm doing good. I'm excited. You're doing I, great. I posted the other day and I got like four likes. I love that. Within an hour. Holy goodness. <laughs> so I was like, oh, look, people are, because usually I like it. And then I and like then you it. you like it. And then maybe one other person will like it, yeah. which is fine. Well, and th- something that I might start doing is um, I've thought about, I engage a lot on book talk, on TikTok yeah. about books. And I've thought about sharing our. If you want to run the strange and beautiful TikTok. I don't want to run a TikTok. But what okay. I will do is say, hey, you should check out this podcast. Yeah, feel free. You can, you can yeah. shill. You can shill for. And the I might podcast. start doing that more and do a, a a more on Instagram, just because I feel like there are people out there that might want to. I don't know. Of course there are. Yeah, I get views on days when we don't post an episode now. Cool. Which is good because it used to be I would post an episode, I get views, but then it, I'd have a lull, and then when I post an episode, I get listens, and then there'd be a lull. But now there's. A handful. Yeah. Every cool. day. So I feel like that's good. Yeah. I've been thinking a lot about my definition of success for the podcast. Yeah. Like, tell me about that. And so I was thinking really my only definition for success would be for us to build a, like an interactive community. Right. And I don't care how big it is. Yeah. Yeah. Same. So that's fine. We're getting there. Just takes time. Takes time for people to find you. My dash, de- my definition of success is public criticism. Oh, Yeah. That would be really... When people don't like you. Ah. The first article that somebody writes, it's like, what is this? Why, why are they so dumb? Why does Kate? Why is Kate so dumb? I am going to frame it. Yeah. <laughs> Public criticism. You're like, oh my um, God, look. Or just, I don't know. I, yeah, I just want, yeah, have immersive conversation to talk about this stuff. Because, yeah. you know, no one, you know, there's a lot of... And I... I hear you. What I hear you saying is that you want to do some of the lesser known stuff, but I still want to do the Sarah J. Mass books. I mean, yes. I okay, because I'm few, obsessed I with said them. With a few notable okay. exceptions. Okay, okay, okay. Thank you. They're grandfathered in. And thank you. And <laughs> and I think anything that means a lot to us. Well, yeah, obviously. Yeah. I'm just saying I don't want to be like, oh, everybody's talking about Colleen Hoover right now. I don't give a shit about her. Did you read Verity? I don't care. It was not okay. Um, this is going to be a Colleen Hoover side note. Okay. We're going to do it right now. Verity is the book a lot of people really like, and I did not like it. It felt – it does have a twisty ending, but it left it uh, – I don't even know how to describe it. It just didn't 
when someone says this, when some when I hear someone say that that book was so good, I'm like, well, what other fucking books are you reading? Because that was not to me, you know. Yeah. I mean, a good. I just it was. She left it so vague and it was so twisted. I mean, I guess that's what people liked about it because it made them feel. I mean, people like stuff when it makes them feel. It could have been a very good, if you're not a reader, book. It is. It is. That's exactly what she is. Yes. If so you're you can, not a reader, which no gatekeep. I'm not going gatekeep. Yeah. No. I'm not keep, saying that. Yeah. I'm just, there are like Greg Egan. Okay. So Greg Egan, I'm never going to read Greg Egan. I don't care. He's so deep in sci-fi. It's It, it might as well be in like another galaxy. He'll have main, like one of the book series Matt read, the main characters are amorphous blobs. Ew, no, thank and it's you. them figuring out how to save their planet. By Do they have sex? I don't want it. They just, <laughs> just no, they just split. Is there sex in it? It's it, part of the plot line is they figure out. Okay, so when they procreate, the females split like a cell into two, do two. So they they die in order to have have children you have to die so they figure out how to split off a part of themselves and create a new being without themselves having to die and so it's this whole i don't know anyway called women's reproductive rights no my point here (laughs) is i consider myself someone who enjoys reading and a reader i am never gonna ever this is too far for me no one no one who is not a reader is ever gonna pick those up ever and be like, that was the best thing I've ever read in my entire life. And that's okay. There's yeah. definitely books that are wonderful. They're enjoyable. They're fun to read. And then you're like, well, I think I'll step up a little bit. Or maybe you hop. It doesn't really matter. Everybody has their own journey. But there's no gatekeeping here. There's just yeah. everybody enjoys different kinds of books. I can read Atlas Shrugged and I can read Ice Planet Barbarians. Ooh, that's a good. I love those. I love those two t- thinking about those two yeah <laughs> so and both of them i enjoyed i enjoy both of them for different yeah. reasons and they're both books and both of those people are authors and there's nothing that makes one superior to the other right they they have a different place but that that was what it i just the colleen hoover i just don't enjoy honestly i don't enjoy books like real life books yeah I can't, it can't happen in real life. It has to be fantastical. To me, for me. And I'm yeah. not sure. I think that comes from a, like, I need to dissociate way more than, and I think what happened in those books was so upsetting and the ending was really upsetting. And I just, for me, I was like, that ain't for me. But I totally get why it's a great beach book, a yeah. pool book, a, yeah. like a great, you know, like pick up another book. Yeah. But yeah, no, we're never going to I would never I would never want to do. Yeah, I'm just uh, that just doesn't see, interest me. I see books trend. And so I'm just thinking like if a book is trend uh, uh, Sarah J Mass aside. Thank you. If a book just because a book is trending, I don't want to do it. You know oh, what I mean? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That's what I'm getting at. Yeah, having conversations about books that other people might not be having as many conversations about. Right, because we're because we I want to review the books we enjoy or share with each other or other people share with us. Not necessarily the book that we think will get us views. Or... Oh, yeah. I'm not worried about that. Yeah. I just want to talk about books that we like. Exactly. Yeah. There. That's it. We're going to talk about books that we like. Yeah. Which will probably all or be Or books fantasy. that we don't like. Yeah. 
Yeah. Or that one of us liked and the other yep. one didn't like. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it is rare that, yeah, I just had a lot of problems with um, this next book that we're going to read. So it'll be interesting oh. for me to be the person that's like, you know what I fucking didn't like? <laughs> Because that's never who I am. I never. That's exciting. I know, kind of. I don't know how to be um, protagonistic, antagonistic. Yeah. Or maybe I'm so good at it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Not antagonistic, but just yeah. like critical. So, so City of Nightmares, again, is what we'll be reviewing. And I'll post about it on the podcast. Or pfft, I'll post about it on the Instagram. Right. For the podcast. Because I can't remember her author name right now. It's Rebecca something. Yeah, Rebecca. Did I listen to it? I think I listened to it. But we're in the pod lab, so I don't have reception. Uh, did I listen? Oh, yeah, Rebecca Schaefer. Yeah, Rebecca Schaefer. Yeah. Yeah. And you'll get to hear about Kate's feelings on it and my feelings on it. Yep. And you have a week to read it, so go. Yeah, go read it. Yeah. Yeah, but we'll leave it. Leave it for the pod. Okay, sorry. Other pod. <laughs> okay. Next pod. So until next time, friends. Oh, you never said hey to the friends. That's okay. Why don't you we say just... hey now and you could cut it? <laughs> Bye, friends. Sorry. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>